0: Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's good to uh, pray with you and to sing with you and uh, study God's Word, catechism, all of that with you today. Uh, Vicki asks, Luke 1, verse 51. Yes, that was a Magnificat, uh, the Song of Mary. So from Luke chapter 1. Uh, that was by a composer named uh, Riza. Riza, it, it has a uh, what would you say an Eastern kind of flair to it, I think, but it's definitely the Western text. So let's see. Uh, born in 1929, Margaret is her name. Margaret Riza, and it's published by GIA. It came out in 1997. 1997. Looks like she has parts for, uh, all sorts of parts for the liturgy. Magnificat, Veni Lumen Cordium, all sorts of um, Western things. Let's see, GIA. Yep, there it is. It doesn't say anything else about it. Okay. Anyway, that's what it is. And let's see. Today we're going to continue our catechesis in the Gospel according to St. John. And that uh, in the high priestly prayer, the upper room, that prayer that Jesus gives, today praying for the preachers of his word. Okay, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, memory verse. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Mark 10, verse 45. Again, say it with me. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Luke 10, verse 45. Our psalm this week is Psalm 66, verses 1 through 8. We pray it together. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Table of Duties for the week. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. First reading is the continuation of David's psalm before the ark when it was set up in Jerusalem. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the, the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. And again, I think this was what did we determine yesterday? Psalm one hundred and five, I think, or at least uh, the first part of it. I think that's what we determined. Where is my cursor? There. Go down here. Ah, there we go. <laughs> uh da, 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 da. he sang first, delivered this psalm, Psalm one hundred five, one to fifteen. Yep. Uh, but then there seems to be some additions here. All right. And then um, the son of David, Jesus, praying on behalf of his Uh, people. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified, by the truth. All right. Remember, this is the prayer that Jesus prayed immediately after he said, you pray anything in my name and, and it will be given to you by the Father. Then he himself prays uh, before they depart to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. All right, and this is the hour, the hour has come of his suffering and death um, upon the cross. We talked yesterday about the glory of God, that Jesus has glorified in his suffering and death. That's when the, the love of the Father is made most manifest to us, most made manifest to us, right? and his fulfilling the law for us to preach repentance and forgiveness of sins and deliver that to us. All right. Then he says, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. He's talking to about his disciples there before him, who will be his apostles. We'll note that in a minute. And I came to you, or I come to you, right? Now I come to you um, in suffering and death, in the grave, certainly in the resurrection, and ultimately in the ascension. All right? And then, um, Holy Father, keep through your name those you have given me, that they may be one as we are. Right To keep, um, that they be kept through the Father's name. Um, and you can only have the Father's name by way of the Son, Jesus. So as you only know the Father by way of the Son and the working of, of the Word by the Spirit, so also there is only unity amongst Christians. We're only joined together in the name of Jesus and with a common father, um, as we've all been reborn by water and word and baptism. Right? When, uh, this comes up all the time. How can you call God Father? Well, because he made us. Um, how? Oh, through water and the word. You mean by baptism. Uh, so you, you, when you're referring to your earthly birth, you're referring to God as creator, right? knitting you together in your mother's womb. Um, but of course, you have an earthly father. But To call him God the Father is to say that he has given you new birth. Um, or adopted you as sons, right? While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you you gave me, I have kept. Uh, And none of them is lost, no lost lambs, right? Except the son of perdition or the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Of course, who is the son of perdition, the one doomed to destruction? Mm, He's referring to Judas, unfortunately, for Judas, right? Yeah. What does Jesus entrust then to his preachers? Now I come to you, Jesus says to the Father, and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. All right, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So their their task is uh, they are given the word of the Father, and they're given that word to preach. Right, and the world's reaction, of course, to the preaching of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins is the world hates the preachers of the gospel. We like to think that there, there's some kind of um, Mm, welcomeness um, in, in the world towards the preaching of Jesus. But uh, as we heard last night from St. Peter, uh, in 1 Peter, uh, Christ, for those who do not believe, um, is not only the, the, build, the, the stone the builders has rejected has become the cornerstone and also a rock of stumbling and a rock of offense. Right? And uh, that, that is not exactly encouraging to us as either as preachers or as Christians in general is that um, the world will hate us, right? Apart from the gift of the Spirit working through baptism and by the word, right? So this is why the necessity of preaching the gospel, that the Spirit would work for uh, repentance and direct to, to baptism for the forgiveness of sins and re, um, in repentance, okay? Um, so they, yes, they will hate the word, um, the world does, right? And by the world, you mean the, the realm held captive to the evil one, right? Oh yes, but he's going to get to that in a minute. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Right? So preachers are not, and actually all Christians are not of the world because they've been set apart by God, sanctified, literally made holy, set apart for God's good use. Use, right? Preachers with a particular vocation, and all Christians, of course, as holy priests. Right? Um, and so we're not taken out of the world, but vocationally we're given to preach into the world. Mm-hmm. With the gospel, that's, that's the job of the Christian church and of, and of her preachers, right? And here Jesus prays, and we should pray this as well, that we be kept from the evil one, right? You Remember in the, the Lord's Prayer, it says, deliver us from evil, not well defined there, right? Um, it could be any number of evil, but the evil one is one of them, also evil death. And then um, unbelief would be um, the ultimate evil that would leave, lead to an evil death and uh, captivity forever with the evil one. All right So yes, the evil one is the devil, uh, who, of course, is this kingdom. This world is his kingdom, and that's why this world hates the Word of Jesus. Right. Um then he says, uh, "They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. That is, sanctify, to make holy, to set apart for God's good use. Uh, Vicki asks, do you think many Christians seem too comfortable in the world? Uh, well, I would argue, yes. And by comfortable, I think you mean um, uh, comfortable apart from the word of forgiveness in Jesus Christ. And so we talk about things like creature comforts, right? Um, You know, food and, uh, well, it used to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You know, all these sorts of things that would keep us um, comfortable, so we think. But actually, it makes us restless because chasing after creature pleasures Um, fleshy pleasures, lusts, desires, these sorts of things. Um, It's a never-ending pursuit. You never are content, right? But the forgiveness of sins done in Jesus Christ once and for all uh, by his cross gives actual comfort and contentment. And so, yeah, I think Christians in general, um, the way idolatry, it's kind of, I don't know what you want to call it, a soft kind of idolatry. It's a less obvious kind of idolatry. But we put our fear, love, and trust um, in the world, in the things of this world and not exclusively in, in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the way that he works, and the places he's promised to be. Uh, and again, it's a false sort of comfort, or false sense of security, and it's a hope that's actually hopeless. Yeah. Um, and I maybe, maybe it's an easy mistake to make, I'm just uh, thinking out loud here, because God created the world, and there is still yet um, the image of God manifest amongst Christians in this world, um, that is people living together in love and peace more or less right we also have the whole uh, world being still preserved right it's not like all we experience is disaster doom and death despite what the um what our media and politicians like to tell us is that the world is going to hell well actually it's true but uh, not for the reasons that they say actually god preserves the sun the rain the moon the stars um i guess there were some northern lights last night he gives uh, the seed to sprout and, the, and bread to the eater. He causes, um, I don't know, the deer to leap on the hills. all of that he does, actually, out of his grace and mercy, for the sake of the gospel. Right? So he preserves this creation and this life for now for the sake of the preaching of Jesus. Right? Not just that this world would, would give us comfort in and of itself, but actually that we would recognize um, that this world actually it, it, it pales in glory to the world that is to come. Yeah, Chris says the world is filled with a lot of anxiety and has no patience, right? That's a great example um, when you look at anxiety and lack of patience um, that, um, that they're not actually comfortable and there, there, isn't, um, there isn't actually you know, lasting hope and there surely is no um, assurance um, of God's love just in the world, in, na- in nature, if you like, or in creation. This requires the revelation of God's word. Right? So that's what he does here sanctify them set you set them apart the disciples and you by your truth your word is truth right so it is God's Word that sets us apart and actually gives us what Francis Schaefer called a new world view right that we actually see the world differently we see the world as antagonistic to faith despite all its beauty and glory um you know it's a beautiful day blue skies and sunny and the grass is growing and the dandelions are flowering <laughs> Right? Despite all of that uh, and, and as beautiful it is, it has no beauty at all compared to the beauty that is to come. Right? And that's what God's word reveals to us. That isn't to say we flee this world, right? Um, what does He say? I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil world, not take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil one. That is from temptation, anxiety, worry, despair, hopelessness, you know, anything that is contrary to the promises of Jesus. All right, Your word is truth. Your word is truth. And of course, that's the scripture. And that's what sanctifies the preacher. That's what sets him apart. The preachers of, uh, of Jesus, the ones whom Jesus has sent, preach his word. Right? Um, otherwise, there's nothing that sets them apart. If they're preaching social gospel, if they're preaching um, self-help, if they're preaching uh, climate anxiety and worry, and, and we've got to do something, we've got to be net zero, this is all false preaching because it's not according to God's word. Right, even if it has some modicum of truth, it's still not true because it's not Jesus. Yeah. So, the Christian preacher has to be careful to uh, carefully distinguish, I should say, between um, the the proclamation of, that comes from this world and from the devil, his prince. It's prince, and also from the preaching of Jesus, which speaks of uh, of the church and of um, heaven that is to come and the resurrection and life everlasting. All right. As you have sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. So there he is, sending, apostolo, apostolo. He's, as Jesus was apostled into the world, so now he's apostling his disciples into the world. Why? For the sake of the gospel, and we'll hear that tomorrow. For their sakes I sanctify myself, set myself apart, that they also may be set, set apart, sanctified, made holy by the truth, by the truth of the scriptures. This is the key. All right. All Christian unity is based upon Christ, yet how do we know this Christ? Only through his word. So Jesus prayed that his church would be united around his word as it is preached in its purity and heard by the faithful. The church is, as any seven-year-old knows, all those who hear the voice of the shepherd and follow him. What is the voice of the shepherd? It is the preaching of his word in sermon, liturgy, baptism, absolution, and the supper. We speak of the holy ministry because it is the preaching of the holy word of God which sanctifies the preacher and his hearers. That preaching unites to Christ himself those who hear by faith. Because the preacher and hearer both share in Christ's glory, they glorify Christ as they bear the cross in his name. All right, let's sing our hymn. You are the way through you alone. It's a catchy little ditty, isn't it?
1: His heart and will and mind. You are the truth, your word alone true wisdom can impart. You only can inform the mind and purify the heart. You are the light. The empty tomb proclaims your conquering heart. And those who put their trust in you, not death nor hell shall harm. You are the way, the truth, the life. Grant us that way to know. The truth to keep, that life to win Whose joys eternal flow
0: We have a commemoration today. Uh, it's the missionaries to the Slav Slavic people. That would be Cyril and Methodius. How dear to the saints of God are those who first preached to them the joyous news of the death and resurrection of Christ for our salvation, the saving gospel. The Slavic peoples have long remembered the labors of the two brothers we commemorate this day, St. Cyril and Methodius. The brothers were born in Thessalonica, part of the Byzantine Empire, in the first half of the 800s. At that time, Macedonia was receiving an influx of Slavic people, and their own mother may have been a Slav they labored to share with them the Christian faith. In 862, at the invitation of a Moravian prince, they were dispatched from Constantinople to nurture and strengthen the Christian church that had been begun by Roman missionaries in the area. As has happened so often, the need to put the word of God into the native language led the brothers first to create an alphabet that suited the Slavic tongue, often called Cyrillic after Cyril, They then used this to write the sacred scriptures and to translate the liturgy into the Slavs' native language. The use of Old Church Slavonic persists in parts of the Eastern Church to this day. The brothers were summoned to Rome in 867, where their work was acknowledged and given papal blessing. They were ordained priests. Pope Adrian II also authorized the use of their liturgy in those Slavic territories. Cyril, sensing his health failing, became a monk. He died a mere 50 days later. His brother then continued their great work alone. The Pope had named him Archbishop over the territory where he had labored. This put him in conflict with the claims of the Archbishop of Salzburg, and strife resulted. Methodius experienced deposition, arrest, and imprisonment, but at last vindication, the Pope insisted he be restored to office. Significantly, part of the conflict that persisted for a long time after Methodius' death was the Eastern freedom to use the language of the people in divine service, in contrast to the Western practice of imposing Latin everywhere. The endeavors of St. Cyril and Methodius to provide Scripture and liturgy in the vernacular would not have a counterpart in the Western lands for many centuries. One day, though, a German monk named Luther would dare to render the Scriptures into German and provide a divine service for the first time for the German people in their own tongue. Hence the connection and why we recognize Cyril and Methodius. The hymn used in commemoration today comes from the Slovak Lutheran tradition. And that would be, I think it's from, uh, I think it, is it from Yaroslav? Probably Yaroslav Vaya, who immigrated uh, to America. Oh no, this, it's translated by Yaroslav into English. Uh, Yaroslav was actually a pastor uh, in northwest Indiana. I think I want to say he was actually in Merrillville, if I remember right. Um, his brother was a pastor in Chicago. Anyway, uh, but it's by Juraj Tranovsky, 1591-1637. to 1637. It's called Make Songs of Joy in Lutheran Service Book. It's 484. Make songs of joy to Christ our head, alleluia. He lives again who once was dead, alleluia. Our life was purchased by his loss, alleluia. He died our death upon the cross, alleluia. O death, where is your deadly sting, alleluia, as summoned by our triumphant King, alleluia. And where your victory, O grave, alleluia, when one like Christ is come to save, alleluia. Behold the tyrants one and all, alleluia, before our mighty Savior fall, alleluia. For this be praised, the Son who rose, alleluia, the Father and the Holy Ghost, alleluia. All right. um, first in Lutheran Book of Worship in 1978, actually, with a new tune composed uh, sometime after 1936. By the way, we have a, a non-geographic district in our church body called the Slovak District, which contains um, Slovak congregations. Uh, we had one that was within my circuit, actually, um, but it was a, not part of the Indiana District when I was in Indiana. I was in uh, East Chicago, if I remember right, yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Dr. Martin Luther um, is the Slovak congregation on the... couple Slovak congregations in Chicago as well. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, you moved your servant, Cyril, and his brother Methodius to bring the light of the gospel to the Slavs, a people broken by hostility and division. By the love of Christ, overcome all bitterness and strife among us and form us into one united family who live under the mercies of the Prince of Peace, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray the Collect for the week. O God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I pray this day for the church and her pastors, for all missionaries, like Cyril and Methodius, for our teachers, deaconesses, musicians, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the Blessed Sacrament of the Lord's Body and Blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day in Thanksgiving with Sam and Preston, both celebrating their baptism, with Jason, celebrating his anniversary, with the households of our congregation, especially that of Isaac, Julie, Angie, Dale and Anne, Dan, Ray and Susie. Continue to give thanks to God for the Holy Baptism, gift of Holy Baptism given to Amalia Renee. Pray for our catechumens. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering. Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Walt, Christopher, Brad, Gus and Eileen, Ron, Doug, Lenore, Sandy, O'Shea, Pat, Wade, and Darlene. Pray for our homebound, Marcella, Dan, Paul, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutherans for Life. We ask the Lord to preserve and increase faith amongst us. We ask him to bless all pastors and hearers of the word. And we ask Um, comfort for the grieving, especially for the family and friends of Carl. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen. All right, that's our congregation of prayer for today, uh, Thursday, May 11th, 2023. We'll come to you again tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., and we'll finish out the high priestly prayer uh, from John chapter 17. All right, uh, let's see, what else? Last night's sermon is available as a separate video on YouTube or as a podcast on audio platforms. If you want to go check that out, it's on our website as well. Um, of course, the whole service was there. It's delightful. Finally, to have an organist again. And uh, so thanks be to God that Ethan's back. We're going to take advantage of that, actually, on Sunday. Uh, We're going to um, sing. Sunday is the Sunday of Christian prayer. It's Rogate, uh, where Jesus instructs us to pray. And so what we're going to do, we're actually going to pray the litany, uh, which you know Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, but we're gonna we're gonna sing it because we can because <laughs> we have an organist., uh, so it'll be a lovely way for us to pray together in song. Of course, the psalm singing will be better. everything will be better with an organist right. Um, yeah, we think thanks, thanks be to God for that. So uh, I think that's it. Oh, if you haven't already made plans, be sure to come out for the school musical, which is tomorrow night at six thirty. all right. And uh, they've been rehearsing i hear them coming up the stairs so i think they're going to take a break and then rehearse some more all right so uh come in come in here and, and rejoice in all the gifts that uh, our children have all right god be with you all keep you safe we'll see you soon we thank you for listening to this podcast from st john evangelical lutheran church sherman center in random lake wisconsin